Be a first-rate version of yourself instead of a second-rate version of someone else. Judy Garland. You are listening to The Real Estate Investor Show, Episode 29. Welcome, ladies, to The Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies, to The Real Estate Investor Show. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. And we are so excited to be back with everyone. And we are back with our uh, special edition show. I don't know what we're calling this, Andressa. <laughs> but this is where we, uh, we don't have a, one of the amazing guests that we've had. It's just me and Andressa. That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> but we, uh, but we're, you know, we're, we're really focused on doing a topic that we both know a lot about and we can share insight with you and give you some tools and just help you grow yourself and grow your business as a woman investor. I'm excited about today's topic. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's an intriguing one. So just to give a little background, you know, for many years, while I started the business, DeRosa Group with my husband, but we made a conscious decision for me to keep working as a consultant while my husband, you know, quit his job. So one of us had income coming in at the, at the beginning. And, um, and I enjoyed my work. I, and I, you know, I, there's parts of it I miss at times, but I, I enjoyed my work. And, and basically what I did in a nutshell was I had an expertise in a personality tool. So this episode is going to be all about knowing your personality. So what I, what I did was really go in and work with companies, corporations to help them figure out their teams and how to optimize teams and hire and manage the right people. So in a nutshell, that's what, what I did. And I had an expertise. I taught workshops on this assessment called the predictive index. Of course, I've done Andres's predictive index and I've done my own. And Years I ago, you did it. And I still remember the results and that little dot that was like far, far away from <laughs> Do you remember that? I do. I know your pattern to the to Exactly. So let me explain this to you. For, for those who have maybe taken personality assessments, for those who haven't taken personality assessments, I'm just going to give you like a briefing on the value of it. And I'm also then going to walk you through, you know, the, the basically the basic quadrants that are measured by the tool that I worked most with. Because my, my goal with this, our, our goal with this particular episode is actually for you to think about yourself in a different way because you're only as good as knowing yourself and self-awareness. And we can only have that self-awareness if we have assessments and, and ways to figure ourselves out without just our own opinion, right? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that um, a couple of years ago when I was like, really, uh, I need to know myself in a deeper level and I need to really understand what I am good at and where I really suck at. Not that I can work on where I'm sucking at. No, I need to find other partners that are good at the things that I'm not. I cannot scale and grow my business by myself. It just doesn't work like that. And I, I can focus on the things that I'm good at and then I can strive as a team. We can all strive if we all focus on where we're good at. Absolutely. And, and there's a lot of ways to do that. So, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about a pie graph and you have skills, 
you have experience, and then you have what I'm going to call behavior. And often there's easy ways to figure out your skills, right? Um, and then there's things that we do well, things that we want to complement with, with skills we may not have. Then you have the experience kind of bucket, and that's also very important. However, behavior is what we're going to talk about, what I'm going to talk about too around personality. And think of those behaviors as instincts, things that come natural to you, right? These are things that like you don't think about, but you just do. You just are. It's a natural instinct. It's just how you're wired, okay? When you think about that, there are strengths and weaknesses or areas of opportunity that you have around that. More specifically, there was four quadrants that were measured. And, and, and really, when you think about all the hundreds of personality assessments out there, they, they do come from very similar origins. I think it's like mm-hmm. the 16PF. I'm not exactly sure. I kind of forgot some of, some of that, but I've been away from it. But I do remember very distinctly the four dimensions of the predictive index. The first one is dominance. Okay. So I want you, the ladies listening to this, I want you to think about yourself. And I want you to think about what are you more of when I, when I give these explanations? So there's a quadrant. Think of having more of it or less of it. Not a right, not a wrong, but you either have more of some of these drives or you have less of them. It's very hard to have both. It's hard to be high and low on all these drives. I mean, sometimes we- Don't be nuts. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get a little nutty and you do feel a little like out of, out of crazy. <laughs> but if you're more of a dominant person, you are more self-confident, you are more self-driven, you are more self-starter, okay? You like to jump into things, take charge of things. You get your confidence by, you're really self-confident by yourself. Like in other words, you jump in and you don't need a lot of kind of confidence from others. You'd get it from yourself. Those people tend to be not very good listeners. Those people tend to point a lot. I'm uh, holding my laugh here. <laughs> I know, right? Where, where's Andressa on the dominance scale? <laughs> For the record, Andressa's higher on dominance than I am. But we'll get back to us. In a second. But it's more of somebody who is, is direct. They're to the point. They don't mince words. And they appreciate when people are direct with them. So the strengths of that, if that is more like you, you're self-confident. You're self-motivated. You're a doer. You're make it happen. Get things done individual. Sometimes you may have a hard time letting go. Sometimes may not listen to other people around you and you're a problem solver. So you'll tend to want to just, oh, let me do it. Let me just figure it out versus maybe empowering others around you. If you're less dominant and you could be a little bit, you, you, it's, a, it's a scale. A lot of these assessments are scale. So if you're looking at completing one of these, look for something that gives you a great insight into you, not just are you, are you not. But anyway, if you're low, lower on dominance, you tend to be more of an accommodating person. You're a cooperative person. You're team oriented. Uh, you don't like conflict. It's usually a good sign that you're less dominant is that you don't like conflict. You don't like to necessarily hit it on a nail. You like to kind of shy away from it. You tend to be a very cooperative person. You tend to be very accommodating. You just want to help people. Those are tend to be more of those attributes. Strengths of that are they tend to be very cooperative people. You want to have those kinds of people on your team. The I don't want to say challenges, but the, sometimes the weaknesses of that style at times is that you don't speak up. And you have great insight, but you may not speak up. And you also, you're not as confident in new areas. So you may lack lack confidence. So if you are a current investor and you're wholesaling, but you really want to get into multifamily, you're the person that may procrastinate, right? Until you know and know and know because you just don't have that confidence yet. And the best thing I could tell you on this, this, this show is everyone gets their confidence from something different. And as a person who's growing your wealth, growing yourself, growing, 
you know, fill in the blank, you have to know how you get your confidence because if you don't know that, you're going to let, let others dictate that for you. Liz, so, let me just stop there a little bit. Yeah. So how do I know where do I get my confidence if I, let's say I don't know. Okay. So can we just have like a test drive that we can do something? If you're more of a dominant person, you get your confidence by yourself, like you're a self-confident person. If you're less dominant of, as a person, you're going to get your confidence from something else. Mm-hmm. And there's usually three ways you get your confidence. You're either a dominant person, so you're just self-confident. You're a detail-oriented person. If you're that person who's more detail-oriented, um, which is the fourth dimension, and you're careful, you're an expert, you love to learn as much as you can about something, that's where you get your confidence from. And then the third way I'd say is if you're more of a relationship builder, if you're more of an extrovert, you like people, you like talking to them, you get your confidence by talking things through. So mm-hmm. you're, it's usually the, the factors that where you're higher on, dominance, extroversion, and then we call that formality, the detail orientation. If you're more, if you're kind of like leading from one of those like kind of attributes, you get your confidence from those. So I, for example, my drive that's the highest is extroversion. If I am in my office all day, not talking to people, not engaging with them, not going to an networking meeting on some level, I will retreat and I I will lack confidence in something new. But the more I talk about something, I get really confident about it. I get more excited about it. Andressa is you're more dominant. And you're more detail-oriented. So the more you learn about something, the more confident you are. Plus, you're more self-confident as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that hits the nail on the head for you. Yeah, but- totally. And I think that you can check how you're feeling and yep. saying, okay, I'm feeling good. I'm learning about this subject. Let's say that that's your personality. I'm learning more about it. The more that I learn, I love to do this. I think that I'm knowing how you really feel and being mm-hmm. okay with that and not comparing yourself with somebody else and say, oh my gosh, that person feels so confident. I want to be like that. No, right. let's, let's figure it out because Liz and I have different personalities that, as you guys can hear us and see us, but that's exactly what I need. I, imagine me with somebody else very similar to me, it would be a disaster and vice versa. It would be a disaster. So you want to have that in your team, the team that you're building, the diversity of personalities will help brainstorming new ideas and executing them and taking the business to, to the next level. Absolutely. Going down the path of the crash course and the personality assessment. So you got the dominance. Then you yes. have really quick, you have the second dimensions, the extroversion. And, you know, most people know I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert, but, but really the bottom line with that particular dimension for yourself, you know, ladies listening to this on this episode, you know, where do you get your energy from? But more importantly, how do you like to solve your problems? And also, where is your comfort level in communication? People that are more extrovert like to see people. They like to talk to them. Even though that's not the medium right now in terms of technology, people talk less on the phone. They do it more via apps and things like that. The poor extroverts actually really like talking to people. So <laughs> I, I think about that in terms of like technology, like it's removing all of that. And I mm. think that is like Andres and I, you know, we're updating each other, but we're also trying to schedule time to see each other face to face. You know, I know she needs that, but I probably even need it more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's those sort of things. Also how we communicate as, as women, do you over communicate? Do you under communicate? Bottom line, if you are an introvert, you under communicate. And if you are an extrovert, you over 
communicate. And usually you need people to kind of meet each other in the middle because one over communicates and one under communicates. And, and the introverts just like get to the point and the extrovert talks about the same thing 15 different ways, but they're literally just trying to process it. That's what they're doing. They're talking out loud and processing where someone who's more introverted will tend to go away. And when they say something, they're succinct, they're to the point and they use less words. And that's usually the difference between that dimension. So again, the ladies listening to this, where, where do you fall? You know, and that's something you really want to get a handle on and know to the, to the T. People you work with, you want to know where they are. The, the third dimension is I want to get to all four of them. The third dimension is the pace at which you move and think. So we call that the dimension of patience. So people that are very high on patience tend to be more, if you're listening to this, are you more methodical? right? Do you like a process by which you do things? Are you more of a good listener? You'll always know somebody who's more patient, who's a good listener. They're the best listeners, usually. Um, I'm screwed. (laughs) You're definitely not on the high side. Now, impatient people are low on patient. They are, I'm snapping my fingers if you can hear on the mic, right? So meaning that they are get things done individuals, get things done fast, to move quickly, they think quickly. And they'll tend to get beyond things faster than other people. And it's not intelligence necessarily. I mean, you mm-hmm. can have a real clueless wonder who's low on patience, but usually it's, it's how they process. They want to shift gears quickly and they tend to underestimate the time needed to do something. Oh, nice. I want to just like link that to real estate tasks, because I think that when you look at the personalities and you look at your team, you need to understand their personalities, your personalities, what are their rules, let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for example, let's, let's say I am in construction, so I need to get those things done. I need to make sure that the budget is on, that we are on time for, with the scheduling and things are moving forward. So that's more of my personality. Not necessarily talking to a seller that is going to tell me his entire story. That's not going to work well for me. Right. right. So when, when you're dividing the roles within the team members, knowing their personalities, your personalities, you can just avoid so much conflict and drama just by placing people where, where they're good at and where they're, they're best at. No, that's a great point. And that's honestly, most people see the value in knowing your personality and, you know, it's really important to know it. But it's not even just nice to know, it can help you perform better as a team, hands down. So it's not even just a nicety or it's better communication or we want to be a better team. No, actually, it can help you get things done faster if you wow. utilize people's strengths. Yeah, I and mean, to your point, Andressa, you know, think about driving construction. You're someone who's more of a dominant person who, I'm putting all your stuff out there, you're more of a dominant person. Who's <laughs> yeah, go in, ahead. Who's impatient. And, but, but you have a level of detail. Like that's mm-hmm. a great recipe for driving construction. In my personality, and I don't have as much knowledge as you in terms of construction, but my personality, say I had the same knowledge as you, you know, I would want to be more friendly with the general contractor probably. <laughs> and I'd have a harder time. doesn't mean I can't do it. Yeah. I'd have a harder time when I kind of would have to lay down the law. Like, so, so every strength we have as a person works in a lot of situations. Yeah. And then there's those situations our personality gets in our way, just like it does for you, just like it does for me. Absolutely. So, so it's like, think of like yourself as like, once you get yourself figured out, so to speak, you know, you're, it's a dial. It's like a volume, you know, and, and do I have to dial myself up or down? 
And that's really about adapting. So regardless of where you are in these dimensions, high, low, this and that, you have to adapt to the environment and you have to adapt to different people. That's good. And another thing that one just like pointed out, when you have a team, you can make agreements and say, hey, on this situation here, I'm going to be bad cop. You're going to be good cop. Right. On that situation there, you're going to be a good cop and bad cop. So purposely, you are using your communication styles in order, in order to get, you know, win-win situations and get problems resolved. Not necessarily, Absolutely. you know, you need to handle it all. I think that throughout those years, discovering that I can lean on my team because first of all, I trust them. Second of all, I think that high, I think highly of them. And I think that they are best at what they're doing. And I can close my eyes and say, it's being handled. Yep. So I can focus on the things that I'm good at and build my business the way that I envision. Yep. That's a great point. And, and the other thing you want to think about when you get your your, your style kind of figured out or your, you know, objectively. And, and people listening to this might be like, oh, I, I've taken those tools. I know who I am. <laughs> but what's really valuable is to know where your team is and where your like partnership. Yeah. If you're going to partner with someone and you're going to buy real estate and go 50-50 with somebody, you, you sure as hell better know their personality style. It should I mean, be part of the agreement of sale. I mean, really. I, I mean, it's, it's or, or the JV agreement. I, honestly, I, your, your especially if you want to do stuff with them and an ongoing relationship, it, it's crazy for me to think about how much little people know about one another when they're like, oh, let's buy property together. Like, really? You, you better know like everything about this person. It's funny you were saying that because if I look back, we did hours, like, I don't know. I think we didn't prior. even start prior of, prior of doing our first deal. We did that. That's right. We did. Looking back. Yeah, absolutely. Years ago. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. We, you know, and, and it's, so it's so, so imperative to do that. The, the last quadrant, so I'll go all, through all four for the people who are right. actually keeping track of that. Some people have already moved on. And other, other people are like, what's <laughs> the fourth one? already moved on. Yeah, yeah. But the fourth one is, is formality. So you got, remember, dominance, extroversion, patience. And the fourth one is the formality drive. And, and that is really all about how attentive to detail you are. So the higher people are on that drive, they tend to be more experts. They tend to want to learn everything they can about something. Those people might have control issues because they do not like letting go. Once they have an expertise in something, they have a harder time letting go of that because they know what you know, they need to do. You know, they, they may take a longer time to let go. The people lower on formality, they let go of things that they may not, they shouldn't have let go of. In other words, mm. you know, um, not to th throw my husband under the bus, but he's lower on formality. He's lower than me. So he'll empower someone. Oh yeah, yeah, go for it. And meanwhile, you know, the poor person doesn't even have the detail they need to, to get the work done. So my, my point in sharing that though is low formality people are amazing at letting go, but they may let go too quickly. Mm. And they need to give a little more direction to people. That's usually a challenge for folks, leaders, as well as team members who are less formal. They trust completely. Yeah, great. Go do it. And meanwhile, they, they may not always give enough direction and detail. And if you're higher on formality, you get your confidence usually by what you know. My biggest recommendation here is whether it's the predictive index or whether it's another assessment, but take this, take a tool like in the next week. You got Strengths Finder, you got Cold. Yes. Got some really great ones out there. I mean, I'm going to give you a recommendation. Take one that costs money. I don't care how much money, but don't just take like, what color am I? What animal am I? Uh -huh. Those are just ridiculous. I'm sorry, they are. 
don't take one of those, okay? They, they're just, they're, they're fun, but they're not like, they're not going to give you any value. Take one that costs something. And I don't really care which one you take, to be honest, but I want you to take one that you could take and take it seriously. And then the, the next time your, your current team and or your next partner or anyone closest to you, have them take it too. And then talk about it. Talk about the strengths. Talk about how you guys can utilize this to get your work done faster, more efficiently. And use it. And that next time you create a project, figure it out. Use the data to make better decisions because that's what great investors do, right? We all look, look at data to figure out how do we adapt and figure it out. Well, that's where personality comes in. It's not just a fun thing to do. It's, it's imperative to help you get things done faster and more efficiently. Another thing that I, I do, once I'm done with the project, I want feedback from my partners. I want feedback from my private lenders. I want feedback from everybody. Like, what worked for you? Is there anything that I could have done better? Would you mind sharing with me? And I want you to be as honest as you can because the goal here is so we can all improve and better the system as we go. I think that that's so like imperative for you to better yourself. Don't take it personal. It's, there's no personal here. It's, it's, it's strictly business. And the goal here is just to understand where is the gap and how that can be fixed. We're not looking for, for, for perfection, but we are looking to be the best version that we can be. And, and knowing, that's a great point, knowing someone's personality and knowing where you are, feedback is received differently, right? So dominant people tend to ask for feedback because they're direct people. People that are less dominant may just feel a little like, oh, I don't know if I should ask that. They get a little like, you know, worried about that. And an extroversion has a lot to play into it. If you're more extrovert, you will take things personally. So be aware of that. Keep yourself in mm-hmm. check. Keep yourself in check if that's more, more of you. But yeah, we hope this was helpful. We really, yeah. like I said, I can't stress it enough. Go out and take an assessment and, and have the people closest to you take the same one and get into a conversation about it and utilize it. Absolutely. And all of this information, this good stuff, we're going to post on our show notes so you can go there and get the links and just move forward and get those things done. It's awesome. It's like somebody that knows you forever. When I was reading mine, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Totally me. (laughs) How do you know this? (laughs) I know, right? And you have to be reminded of these things. Have an amazing week, ladies. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.